0: And those two scenes, one, the meal, Passover, and Last Supper, and the second scene, the, the foot washing, those are, are really what I would like to talk about briefly this evening. Because the significance of Monday Thursday is largely captured in these two scenes, this meal and this simple act of service. And what we might even call the movements, the inward and outward movement of Monday Thursday are together crystallized in these two scenes. I brought some props just in case some of you were, I know are making this kind of bread. This is the, the bread that some of you are making. So we have the meal and this simple towel, dish towel, used for the foot washing. I'll, I'll, I might refer to those later. Uh, Les Fairfield is this Anglican priest who recently gave a reflection on Monday Thursday that He said a number of really wonderful things, but one thing in particular, one image he used has really stuck with me. And he specifically was talking about the human heart, like the physical organ, the incredible organ that keeps us alive. And he was talking about the two movements, the drawing blood in, that it might be enriched and oxygenated. And then the sending out of that blood, the pumping it out, that that blood might nourish and nurture, keep alive the body. These movements in and out are what we measure with diastolic and systolic pressure. And they capture something of the movements of Monday, Thursday, in and out. The meal is, of course, this movement inward, right? Meals are gathering points. When we break bread together, even if we're eating out, we're gathering around a table. One of the many things that I know many of us miss The most in this time are the simple joys of seeing friends or family around the table. In our house, we had a couple of dinner things on the calendar from before the shelter-in-place order came and it's been poignant to see those come up in the calendar and to think about what we might have been doing this evening or this moment in time. Both our Exodus reading and the reading from John center on meals, meals of incredible significance, the Passover, and the Last Supper. Just as we mark major events with meals, Christmas, July 4th, birthdays, graduations, both these meals, occasioned by God, called by God, occur right before these momentous happenings connected to the Exodus itself and to the cross. It's striking to me that in these significant Even dark moments, Monday, Thursday, involves this descent into darkness. God calls for shared meals, for gatherings. He gathers people to himself, with him. The triune God that we know in Jesus is a gathering God. One who invites people, his creation, to be gathered to himself. Each day we've been reading or praying morning prayer, we've done the prayer for mission that involves this specific celebration or invocation of how in Jesus, God has sought to embrace in his loving embrace the people of this world. He gathers us to himself and not just at our best. These are not fancy and hoity-toity dinner parties. We've spoken about this a few times over the weeks in morning prayer. But Judas here is at the Last Supper. He partakes, even knowing that he will betray Jesus, even knowing that Judas will betray him, invites Judas to the party. The disciples, all about to fail and abandon, are included. In the Passover, there's nothing about the people of Israel God is at pains to explain that makes them special or deserving of deliverance, of participation in this. And still God gathers them in, invites them to the meal. Jesus, through the whole of his life, his gospel ministry, includes sinners and outcasts at meals. The meal that Jesus hosts in John's reading is, of course, the template for the Lord's Supper, the the Eucharist that's at the center of our corporate life. This regular sign of God's gathering of us together, to himself. We who are unclean, who fail and betray, we are gathered to him. Weak and in need of enrichment, we are drawn in. And in the Lord's Supper, gathering at that table, we look back like the Passover remembering the way God has delivered us and drawn us to himself in the cross. And we also look forward to this future and full gathering with God, the image of a a wedding banquet or feast that the Bible uses. Each Sunday is a, a foretaste of that reality. Perhaps one of the most Notable things about this time that we are in is the way it has made us often feel dislocated, out of sorts. Passover, of course, was served with unleavened bread. It was a meal for being on the way, eaten in haste, as our reading said, being ready to move. There's a certain dislocation baked into the bread, into the meal. This difficult time perhaps is a helpful reminder that our home is not of this world, not in this world. That our enrichment, our abundance is not found in material well-being or even in health, but our home is with God, the gathering God, the God who longs to gather us to himself. The Last Supper the Lord's Supper, a reminder that we are a people on the move. Now, if you've already had your meal for this evening or are about to, you might have done or are gonna do it with Zoom or Google Hangout with some others from Church of the Cross. We've been encouraging you to do that. And that's a pale imitation of the face-to-face in-person company we enjoy around a table. And we, for good reason, in this season, can't be together for the Eucharist. But God is still the gathering God. And even now, we can still be gathered to him in this time by his Holy Spirit. The meal, Monday Thursday, is a remembrance of this reality. That at the cross, by the cross, we're drawn in and gathered up in him and a reminder that we will be one day fully at home, at rest, at that banquet table with him. My prayer for you this evening is that in the middle of everything going on, the fullness of your feelings, perhaps, your frustration, your sense of being harried and busy, your loneliness, your boredom, your fear, My prayer would be that in all of that, in the shadow of these times, that you'd have that sense of God gathering you, just as you are, to himself, in love and with grace. And my encouragement would be to be aware of God's gathering of you, to pause, maybe at meals, and and look back and name God's faithfulness for the day, to look forward to that full and final being at home with him, to look forward to the time when we can actually share meals together physically, looking back and looking forward, and also looking to the here and now, making those meals a sign for yourself, for your family, of God's gracious and merciful gathering of you to himself today. So that's the meal, that's the inward movement. But after the meal, Jesus washes feet. He gets up and he extends himself in this very mundane and very humble service. And there's an indication of God's heart toward us, toward you in that. He gathers us to himself that he might serve us. But I want to end by focusing on how Jesus' actions here in taking up the towel shape us how his actions shape our posture in the world. If the meal is the inward movement, diastolic, coming in to be enriched and made new, the foot washing and Jesus' corresponding command are the systolic movement, the going out, enriched and enlivened by the life of God, moving out in service. In this pandemic moment, there are legitimate questions about how might the church, how might the people of God do that? It's not a simple thing to know how to serve our neighbors and others in this time. We at Church of the Cross have some ideas that we'll be communicating about in the days ahead. But more dangerous than the practical obstacles are the way a moment like this can cause us to become more narrow in heart to restrict ourselves in fear and self-interest. This moment has obviously inflamed division and prejudice here in the United States and abroad. I was listening today on the radio about India and discrimination against Muslims because of COVID. Even at the micro level, we're probably all aware of how our anxieties play out in irritation and frustration in our own households, minor failures of love little betrayals it's striking how John's reading begins with the declaration that Jesus loved them loved the disciples to the end through this descent into darkness through to his death to the most personally painful moment Jesus perseveres in service and love the disciples didn't they they failed in love for Jesus for one another we fail under crisis, we descend, we fold inward, we fall back from our ideals, the burdens of love. Jesus does not. And the charge, the command, the mandate of Monday, Thursday is to continue, to persevere with Jesus in service, in love, to keep on keeping on, as the saying goes, in the way of Jesus, the way of the cross, the way of service. And the miracle of Jesus' service to us on the cross, the miracle of Easter is that our failure, our falling back in fear and self-interest does not have the last word because of what we'll celebrate on Sunday. We can persevere in service even when it doesn't feel worth it, even when we know we're gonna fail, we can't do enough. So my final encouragement would be in this season to push through your fear in the name of Jesus. Push beyond self-interest. Be gathered to God and know his enriching service to you and extend yourself as Jesus did and does now. Extend yourself to one another in the church with that text, that phone call, that practical service rendered. And as the church, Let us, in this season, extend ourselves to the world. To a world that is profoundly hurting, profoundly in fear and need. That the world, too, might know the service and love of our gathering God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.